This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode four of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. I have, as always, Elizabeth Ellie Gent with me in the house um, for episode four. Hello, What's Ellie. What's up? <laughs> How are you doing? Um, so we, we, uh, we come up with topics basically on the fly. So minutes before this is recorded, it is us going back and forth with some topics. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and uh, we were kind of you know picking on Ellie a little bit, and we'll go into <laughs> a little bit more. I want to hear her side of the story before I give my side of the story. Uh, but Ellie, as we all know, is the new realtor on the show. And over last week, I believe, was the first time that she really started like calling either clients or future client kind of deals. So, um, Ellie, the question I have for you. Um, so in real estate, one of the main things on real estate is what we call prospecting, which basically means you are calling on future clients, maybe people you know, people you've never met. Um, and in this case, it was somebody that we had never met. And... Ellie's first dive into real estate and prospecting was this call. So Ellie, give us your take on the call and then I'll give my perspective on the call and uh, to show how much I actually really enjoyed that first call. So go ahead. What, what was your first thought? Well, um, I'll preface it with, I thought going into it, this is the thing I'm not going to have any problems with because currently the job I have, I have to make a lot of phone calls, a lot of cold calls, and a lot of dealing with people who aren't very nice. So I thought this is something I'm not going to have a problem with. So um, the first one, you know, you dial in and you say, actually, as it's ringing, you should do this one. So <laughs> do, do what do you mean? Do, do which one? What? Like the, ring, 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 like, ring, ring, ring. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you take this one? So it goes to a voicemail and, um, I'm certain that she did not know what the voicemail said because apparently I talked at about a thousand miles a minute. Um, and probably left out a few key points partway through the voicemail. I realized that I was on your phone and didn't know your phone number. So <laughs> oh, I asked yes. you for your phone number and you're like, use yours. <laughs> Um, and then the, the phone call after that, and then I was, you know, even more confident. Okay. got the bad one out of the way. So it's going to be smooth sailing. So then I got someone who I didn't expect to answer the phone and answer the phone. And, uh, so there's a moment of, of a silence of sh my shock and her saying, hello. <laughs> and basically you whispering in my ear, ask, ask her this. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. That so, was so, so what, what I, what I got a kick out of this was, so we had some, uh, real estate new leads so people to call back so i ended up picking up the phone and there's probably six people yeah so i went through the first three um i think the first person i talked to and converted meaning basically um accomplished what i wanted to accomplish on the call meaning that i i have them as a future hopefully future client uh, but I'm, I'm working with them and then the next one i left a message and might have left a message or whatever and then so then i'm sitting there and ellie's next to me this whole time and i go all right, you ready to go? Well, like you just listened to me do it three times. You know what I'm kind of saying. Um, you know, have at it. This is your chance. So the thing again with real estate is that there's like guidelines that you follow, but a lot <laughs> of it is just, it, it goes with the conversation. So you, you change and adapt based on what the person says and what their situation is. And there's never a real perfect way. If you ever ask any uh, realtor out there, they will tell you every deal, every conversation, everything's different. Some yep. of them follow kind of a basic framework, but it, it definitely goes off path. So then I go, okay, Ellie, go ahead. And yeah, the first one you left a message and you went from like super confident. I'm like, Hey, Ellie, you ready to go? You're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm like talking I normal. Got this shit. <laughs> kind of like we're talking right now. Yep. As soon as the thing <laughs> rang to leave a message, it was like, 
hello, I, I'm Ellie with uh, Kevin and Realty, and, and she got really, really quick. And what was funny about that is, like she said at the very end, she was going to, write, to leave a message. She was calling from my phone. I don't know why I, I just dialed it from my phone, but she's like, what's your number? I'm like, Ellie, just leave your number. Like, you're, you're the one calling. Like, you want her to call you back. So, um, so that was fine. So you left your message. So that was a little choppy. Hopefully she didn't hear you whispering. But she hasn't called me back. So yeah. So maybe, maybe it didn't, but then yep. the next person picked up Yep. and then you went to the same dialogue, like super quick. It was like a cartoon voice, just really quick. And I'm like, like the voice of the I'm like sitting next commercial. to Ellie. I'm like trying to motion her. I'm like, just slow down. Like have, you know, have, have a normal conversation. And then you end up getting the point where you kind of stopped. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. stalled out a little yeah, bit. You kind of stalled and you're like, looking at me. I'm like, Ask her if she's working with an agent. Are you working with an agent? And then she said no. And then you go, ask if she's been talked to a bank yet to get qualified. And then it was just more of that. Like all the questions I always end up asking people that I talk to. And it was just funny communicating to yeah. you. Even though you kind of knew what to ask. But you just like, didn't. you knew all these questions to ask. But then you were just like blank. You're just like, Dead holy face. crap, deer in a headlight. But it was uh, it was pretty funny. But the now since, since doing that, mm-hmm. have you gotten better? Oh, because well, you made a few calls since. And I done like some to stuff. think I have. Okay. Um, I, I left voicemails again for the the first awkward one, and then, then the um, there's another person who I don't remember if I left the first voicemail or you did, but you gave them to me, and I left okay. a voicemail. And I felt like both of them went well. I actually made it a point in my head to pace my voice. Good. So it was comprehensible when they listened. Um, and I called um the other client, Tariana, again, and she answered again. Um, and and we had a. a decent conversation. I just, I made sure to get her last name this time Good. and a few other Good. details and, yep. and told her that I would reach out to her in a, a month or so and, and see how things are going and keep sending her listings and give me a call if she sees one she likes. Good. Good. Yeah. And, and so what I was talking with Ellie and, uh, the biggest thing in real estate is once you have somebody you talk to one, yes, talk slow because <laughs> I, I, for one, am probably the fastest talker I know. And I have to say that in my head times to just slow down a little bit. So they're not like, wait, what did you say? Um, but the other thing is just consistently following up so yep. i kind of talked to you about okay good you, you talk to him but let's not just say hey call me when you want to see something it's yeah. like you have to be proactive not necessarily pushy you don't want to call and say hey you want to buy this house but it's, you always want to call people because life gets busy and it's kind of like anything like if somebody was to tell you to do something like your dentist you're not going to like call your dentist to schedule an appointment yeah so what do they do they call you to schedule appointments your doctor or whatever you know yeah. they, they proactively reach out to you basically just to remind you to do something that you should be doing that you just don't or you forget to do or you just don't get to and then all of a sudden it becomes a little more accountability because we're actually calling and saying hey you know have you checked on this or do you want to see this do you have any questions have you looked did you call that lender like you said you were going to and then it's like oh no sorry i'll I'll get on that okay great i'm gonna call you in three days or two days or tomorrow or whatever or next week um but that keeps them that gives them the accountability um so i think you're doing good though We'll, we'll see because what was funny at that whole thing is after you ended up talking to your first person, I, I just remember laughing and then you asked me what was so funny and I just basically said I knew you would screw up on it because that's exactly what I did eight years ago. And uh, it was just funny because I was the same way. I remember, yeah. I, like, I don't remember who I called, but I just remember the feeling of when I first called. Yeah. It was just like, it's just new. It's awkward. It's like anything else. Like, I, I, your I just screw mind up. goes blank. Like, I know I'm calling for a reason. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and like now I've done it so often that literally like I'm daydreaming about stuff and it's just like coming, like, I don't know. It's just stuff just magically happens and comes Muscle out. Muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like sitting there scrolling on the computer, checking like whatever. And I'm literally having conversations with people just jotting down notes. So it's like yeah. a whole different level of like comfort, comfortability, but yeah. you'll, you'll get to that point. Yeah, um, for sure. Then the other thing that 
was a first for you. If you've come on, you've come on a handful of appointments with me now. Yeah. But you did do a showing over the weekend, which was your first ever actual live showing by yourself. Yes. How did that go? It went, it went quite well. It was, I guess, easy for me because I didn't have to set anything up. It was one of your clients and I was just, just popping in. But, um, I, I got there about five minutes early so I could unlock the door and walk through and make sure that there wasn't, you know, a homeless person in the corner. That's good. Um, <laughs> there wasn't no squatters, <laughs> no squatters. Um, so yeah, we walked through, just checked everything out before they got there. And then I kind of went and I saw them pull up. So I went outside and greeted them and kind of didn't follow there were three of them so they kind of split off so i i followed the bigger group a little mm-hmm. bit and just kind of pointed a few things out to them and and let them do their own exploration um it, it went well there i was lucky they're they're all very nice and they invited me out to hot chocolate after so yeah that, that, yeah. yeah so I, I i knew you were uh, you were going with some some good people so that that also helps also or helps out too yeah um and we were actually kind of discussing before we we came on about you know, have you any, I guess, mishaps that happen at showings? You were yeah. kind of joking around. Did you have any mishaps on your first showing? Or was everything pretty smooth? You got in no. the door okay. There was no issue there. Yeah, no, I think it was the only, I guess, mishap would be that um, I it didn't compute in my mind that, oh, there may not be people living there. I mean, apparently there hadn't been since 2015. So it was cold in there. And I True. was not dressed appropriately. And mm-hmm. I was frigid <laughs> by the time that I got back in my car. I, that, that's one of the things like vacant homes in the winter are usually like you'd rather stand outside because at yeah. least you have some sun. Yeah. Um, inside they are frigid. It's like a cave. It's that's what it, it's a cave. And Literally no heat is kept in there, and it's just like an ice box, and, yeah. and it gets really cold. So always have gloves, scarf, hat, yep. and I would even say a, a pair of boots to yep. bring with you. Um, that's what I've been doing. As I, I learned bring later my, that day. <laughs> yeah, I've been bringing my big boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah you came yep. with me later. So um, bring the boots just to track through snow because you guarantee if it, there's a vacant home and you're showing it in the winter, there's going to be snow, and it's not going to be plowed. Yep. So make sure prepare accordingly because I've had issues like that. All of a sudden, your socks are just ice, and it's cold. Yeah. Um, but mishaps at showings, cause I, I have a little bit more experience at this is a couple of my, my favorites. And actually this happened Saturday. So Saturday, Friday, Monday, Monday, I don't even know what day One it is. One of those days. Monday. We went to see a house. We went out into the garage and we, the door had shut behind us, like the garage from the house. And it, well, there was, a, it was locked. It was like yeah. a door you could lock. So we turned to go back into the house and the door was locked. So I was like, whatever, not a big deal. You're in a garage. So I'm like, okay. I'm just going to go out the side door. Well, it's like this flimsy side door. So you open it. Well, there's about a foot and a half of snow that's been built up because of the drifts and yeah. it was like solid ice. So I'm like, well, that's not going to work. So, I mean, obviously luckily we could open up the garage door, which yeah. helped. Um, but I've, I've been in situations like that. One of my, pe- one of my, like I say peppies, one of my things that I'm like most scared of is like going down in a basement and the door shuts by accident and it locks. Because the other one's like self-locking doors, yeah. which I've had, I've had issues with, with some door. Some of them, I had one in the summer where we went to go into the house and I opened the door. It was a sliding glass door, opened the door, put the key on the counter and the clients were kind of wandering around outside. So I just went to shut the door to go back out. And when I did, the sliding glass door shut and it automatically shut for some reason. And I'd, I'd shown the property before and yeah. had never done that. So I was like, that's, of course, like I said, I wasn't going to like, I guess I could have walked around with the key, but I just like put my stuff. I, luckily, yeah. luckily, I actually kept my stuff in my hand. And I just, I literally just opened the door and just put the key down on the counter so I wouldn't lose it. And the door ended up self-locking. So 
needless to say, we never actually went and saw the house. Which, <laughs> they're out of town clients, which stunk. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. They bought another house. But the uh, the other thing is I've had to climb through windows to get in the houses. Door is supposed to be open. They say it's going to be open. It's not. Oh. That's one of the frustrating things is when yeah. you go to a, a showing oh yeah, the, the owner will leave the door open or the tenants will leave the door open or whatever and you get there and everything's locked up. And like you, and it's not bad if you're closed, but if you drove 20, 25 minutes or yeah. 15 minutes to go to a showing and all of a sudden it's locked, you're like, are you kidding me? Like it's just, you know, a waste of time. But I have had to climb through windows. Um, have had to, br- I say break in, but like open up a door with a credit card. Oh. Like you can do that. That's skills. Trip. If you're a deadbolt, <laughs> you can do that, folks. Um, but have pulled that one off a couple times. Um, another one that I'm actually scared has never happened. It's come super close is when you open up the key and like, there's not, there's not like a tag on the key. So it's just the key. Okay. So you have the mm-hmm. key and no like key holder or whatever. And then you drop it onto a porch that has like gaps in the yeah. deck. And luckily I've never actually lost a key that way. I have dropped it before and it's yeah. like landed on the deck and like, Oh, cause then obviously if it goes down the crack and it's, it's kind of like a, you're not going to get it because yeah. it's like an enclosed like decking. So that has never happened, but I've come close to that. Frozen lock boxes this time of year happens. Oh, yeah. You go to a house, all of a sudden the lockbox is frozen because moisture's got in or whatever. Yeah. It's turned to ice and you can't open it. Um, sometimes it's been raining. The lockboxes will get like rust on them. Same thing. Oh, can't yeah. open them. Um, obviously snow. Another one that I've done before too is broke a key. You want to hear what my real pet peeve is? Yes. With real estate. I'm curious. Because this will happen to you, and, and anybody can agree with me on this. The When you go to a house, if you're selling a house, please make sure the lock works on the door. Like, if we got to go to the house and we have to, like, do all these fancy key tricks just to open the door, that's the, the biggest pet peeve of mine. Like, I yeah. should be able to go to your door, put the key in, turn it, and the door opens like it should. Yeah. It's like when you go and, like, the lock is a little bit loose, or the key has a hard time turning, or... A, B, C, D happen. It's like, if you're selling a house, like, please make sure that your key works because there's houses I'll go to. And literally, if it's like, if I got to try a little too hard to get in the door, I literally will just be like, no, we're not, I'm not doing it because I don't want to break the key. Yeah. Or I don't want to break anything. So like, you might actually lose clients and showings because of that. Cause it's like, I, and all of a sudden, like you'll have like the agent be like, I just got to do, do it hard. I'm like, I go and like turning this thing pretty hard. Like, like I don't want to lock or snap the key off in the lock. So um, it's something to be aware of. Yeah, definitely. Know. It's probably, maybe I just gripe about it cause it's happened so no, much. That I think it's like one where you like, you've been a, a bit, a job for so long, like the little easiest things annoy you. Not in a bad way, but just like, yeah, I know what you mean. But like I, something that should be smoother because you've gotten so good at something. Like I remember I used to do ice cream. You did coffee. Yep. I'm yep. sure there's things when you did coffee that you were like, I don't know. It could even be as simple as someone like cleaning something up or disposing something or wiping oh, yes. down or doing something oh, yes. it's like little pet peeves. You're like, can you just do this? Cause it makes it everybody's life, yep. <laughs> life way easier. Yep. It's kind of like one of those, like I don't want to have to struggle to get into your house. Yeah. Um, that was all my stuff that I wanted to ramble on about Ellie. You had a question for me. That was your topic of the day. Yes. And what is it? Shoot. I would, I would like to know, um, for other future aspiring agents, uh, what, should be the, I guess the vetting process for a broker. How do you decide who you should work with or what kind of questions should you ask? Can, okay. Which is great. Yeah. Great. I've, I've dealt with this a lot over the last probably year. The, the, actually I want to swing this on you. What was your, 
main talking points, topics when you came to meet with me? Because I'll answer it, but I want to see, like, what were you thinking? What questions did you ask? For me, I guess the biggest thing, and I guess largely, <laughs> flipping it back on me, it probably depends on the individual. Um, but for me, one of the biggest things was I have worked in situations with teams that that really just crushed my energy and I, I vibe very heavily off other people. And the biggest thing was I wanted to see if, if you were someone that I would vibe with or if you were just an energy sucker, um, which you're not. <laughs> and I, I think that probably was a, an energy giver. Yeah. You're an energy giver. Um, so that was probably a huge determining factor. And, and you know, I mean, splits are also, also important in, in knowing, um, as a new agent who doesn't have any experience knowing that it's, it's a smaller local company and it's, and I will be in a situation where if I need help, I'll, I will get it mm-hmm. instead of drowning in, in helplessness and paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, those are all, I guess, de- deciding factors for me. So if, when you came to talk to me, what was the, what was the chances that you're just like, not for me? Like when you, when you came, so this is back in what, June? Yeah, I think June. If you had to give yeah. yourself an odds of like, like, like in like definitely this is going to work or like not going to work like pre-meeting post-meeting what was okay. like- well I don't want your head to get so big you can't fit out the door okay. but I was not seriously considering real estate until after our conversation really so yeah. you just kind of came in I was just like just come waste my it time was, yeah basically <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was if it was something that that was for me um or like I guess how quickly I wanted to get into it or whether it's something I wanted to do full-time um and it was really just kind of a, I guess I was just looking to see what, um, what it would look like. Um, and so then, it was really, really, really like testing the waters. Yeah. Not like, even testing the waters. Just like, like first page of Google browser kind of thing. Like second page, maybe. Second but pa- like okay. it was heavily dependent on your behavior and you pass the test, I guess, flying colors. So, good, good. yeah. So what would you think? Like you were like maybe 15, 20% in prior to meeting kind of like. If it works, it works, but I'm not like sold on it. Like basically it was a, I know that I, I need to do more to advance my life and I I want to get out and meet more people and find an opportunity to make more money and, and grow myself as a human being. And someone suggested real estate to me and I have friends and family who do real estate. And I was like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll see if that, I don't know if if the shoe would fit for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Brittany, we all know Brittany. Um, I asked her if she knew any real estate agents. And she was like, oh, yes, I know Galen. You have an appointment with him at 430. And I was like, oh, what? I think I, she did. I think yeah. actually Ellie booked the, or yeah. uh, Brittany booked the appointment. She did. For I didn't, I didn't. So I, I literally just said, I'm thinking about real estate, just toe in the water. Who knows? I haven't really seriously considered it until today. Do you know any real estate agents? Yes. You have an appointment. <laughs> just yeah. took care of it for hey, me. That's so. Brittany's gig. That that's is her job. That's, that's her Connecting job. people. Yep. <laughs> um, so then after once you left, what was your thoughts? Were you just like, hell yeah, I'm in this? Or was it still kind of like, I'm tilting more to trying it, but I'm still like 50-50, 60-40? I would say I probably went up to like 70%. Like I was I was fairly certain. I knew for a fact that after I finished my, my summer course that I was going to take the real estate class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't, you know, 100%. Like I was more like, we'll take the class and see um, if it's something that I think I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I, you know, started the class and kind of got into that, that's when I was, you know, determined that, okay, this is something I'm going to do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, to answer your question, so we are going to actually answer your question. <laughs> that was just more curiosity. Um, so things that I would say, if you're a new agent or someone aspiring to be in real estate, what would I ask if I was you and I was to go to all the different brokers in the area? Number one, 
is you want to find a place, I think that where you would have some type of mentorship. That's number one. If you want to be successful in this business, follow somebody that's been doing it. Um, you know, latch on to somebody that's been in the business or someone, honestly, look at, go to an office. Who's the most successful person in that office? Ask to follow them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they obviously are doing something that um, will hopefully speed up the process for you. Um, I really didn't have that when I first got in the business. I, yes, I had my dad. I leaned on him a lot, but he was busy with stuff and yeah. I could only access him as often as I could. But, um, there was a lot of stuff I just kind of stumbled and stubbed my toes on. So yeah. I'm hoping that it's a little smoother, quicker transition for you. But what I think is you find that mentor. So you ask the broker one, you know, what kind of help am I going to get yeah. from the broker? I mean, what's the kind of support from the broker am I going to get? Am yeah. I just left to learn my own things? Am I left to do my own advertising? You know, what kind of systems do you guys have in place? What kind of, um, you know, I think that's one is what the broker is going to do for you. If you're yeah. just kind of like, you know, we're just going to kind of hold your license. You're on your own kit. Like that's something to think about. Number two, which um, I'm kind of going in order of importance. I think yeah. I wouldn't even say that's number one. I would say number one is office culture. Yeah, do you, absolutely. Do you, do you vibe with the per people at the office? Yeah. Do you like the whole company setting, the situation, the people, the, the, all that, does that vibe good with you? Yeah. Um, Cause at the end of the end of the day, if you don't, whether you are the cancer or there's other people like, Oh, cancer, meaning like the problem people, yeah, yeah, like of course. you want to try to limit that as much as possible. So if you're like, Hey, those people are cool. I want to work with them. That's number one. Number two is what the broker is going to do. What kind of support you're going to get from the broker slash agents in your company. Yeah. Number three, which I think is what everybody leans on, which I don't think is the number one thing you should look at, but it, it is, uh, so obviously people they work what they do work for usually for money yep. is a split so what am i going to get when i sell a home how much of it that comes to the office is actually going in my pocket versus the broker um a lot of companies around here have different splits i i don't know if any of them are a hundred percent alike i'm sure there's a lot that are that rival each other yeah um there's certain companies that you might get more but you end up paying a fee each month for the agency to hold your license or to have an office space or something like that. There's certain companies where you at a certain point you cap and then you make a certain extra percentage, whether that's 60, 70, 80, a hundred percent. Um, and then you also had to look at expenses too. Cause a lot of, you know, these same companies like, well, I can make X with them. I said, that's cool, but you're looking at the gross. Yep. What's your, what's your net after you, after you pay off stuff? The important part. Well, what, basically what's your, yeah, you're exactly. What's yeah. your net, net revenue, not necessarily your gross revenue. Yeah. Um, or I should say net profit, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, cause if you're looking at like, yeah, you're going to make an extra 10% more at that company, but you're going to spend an extra 30% more than what you spend at this company. It doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't. So that's really what I would probably, those are the, probably the main things. Company culture, um, brokerage support and then i would say probably your split at that point yeah um i don't know if i'm missing anything on that i think that's pretty um i'm pretty much the same um i'm not really going to use this time to plug our company <laughs> but if you are looking to get into real estate i would i would really urge you to talk to us because i think we are hard to beat when it comes to the three things i just mentioned but that's me. I, I agree. I'm biased, but obviously I, th I think we're on the right path yep. and I think we have a really cool business model. Um, I don't know. Is that, is that answer your question, Ellie? You yeah, that's, that's pretty much, I mean, I, I'd say that it's 
more or less what I assumed and kind of the things mm-hmm. that I, I looked out for, but I just was curious what your, what your take on it was. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think that's it. I think, like I said, any new agent in the business, getting in the business, thinking about getting into the business, number, number, number one thing by far in a way is find a mentor. Yeah. That is a hundred percent. Number one. Um, I don't even think there's a close second to be honest. I, yeah, I agree. That was probably the determining factor for me that, and then I guess the number one was, um, vibe, but following yeah. that was mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's it. Um, Ellie, anything else you want to talk about today? Well, that's it. Then wrap it up. Episode four of realty talk. We will be back next week, bigger, badder than ever. Um, with some topics that we will come up with minutes before the podcast. So, yep. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it. Episode four, Realty Talk. Ellie and Galen, we're out.